the price of admission. All right, welcome to the Michigan Huddle Cast. You're inside Michigan Huddle with your host. I'm Jared Bunch. I played fullback at Michigan through 1990, and I'm joined by my co-host and also my co-running back for a couple years, Jamie Morris, who played tailback for the Wolverines through 1987. 87, sir. 87, there you go. Uh, We've also got a special guest this week. Uh, an old teammate of mine who came in with me, uh, Chris Callaway, who also went on to play with me in the NFL with the Giants. We were also teammates there, too. He'll be here to join us uh, for a segment. But before we go any further, please stop what you're doing and subscribe to Michigan Huddlecast on iTunes to stay up to date on everything that's going on inside Michigan Huddle. All right, let's start this episode by addressing the state of Michigan football program as we always do. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. Go ahead, state of Michigan. What you got to say, Jamie Morris? This thing I heard, Jared, was we are now the largest apparel business, I mean, apparel company. We just signed the biggest deal in, in the history of uh, college, college sports. Michigan is now with Nike again. They'll wear Adidas for one more year, and then in the uh, 2017 season, they'll be donning the maize and blue with the swoosh. You know, you know, you and I, we had the swoosh back then. This was back then, all the way up until 90. 90. We, I had it. You had it. When did they switch to Adidas? Mm-hmm. Eight years ago. Eight years. Was there a reason for the switch besides money? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was money. That's what it was about. When it was, I mean, you know with the prices of, of, of running a athletic department from football, basketball, to hockey, to all the women's sports that, that you got to pay for, um, Adidas came in with $13 million and said, hey, we got money. You guys want it? And uh, Nike didn't step up to the plate. Well, I'm glad that they're back with it and, and with the peril that they're starting now tell me about this um, new apparel deal that you're, you're speaking of that now Michigan will once again be one of the most in demand. Is that what you said? Well, I think it's the, mo- it's the largest apparel deal in the country now. It's $169 million. Um, Nike went unprecedented and is giving Michigan $8.2 million a year along with Every, all 32 sports will be outfitted by, by Nike, shoes, everything. And here's the one thing. The Michigan basketball team, this is a great, great re- recruiting tool, will wear the Jumpman, which is the Michael Jordan brand, and only two other schools have that brand, which are Georgetown and North Carolina, where Michael went to school to. So... I mean, they, uh, Nike really reeled it out and said, we want Michigan back. And Michigan, they served notice, hey, we're back with Nike. Well, I know we've talked before about how much the campus has changed and the athletic department has changed. How is this going to affect what's going on with the buildings and, and facilities now? Any changes? Have you well, well, it's just going to help with the, the, the additional money. I think it's going to help with – it's going to help in recruiting. I, I, what I've heard from coaches that, uh, you know, kids 
a very, uh, very they they admire uh, Nike much more than the uh, Adidas brand. There's nothing wrong with the Adidas brand, but it's just you know we've been Jordanized, as I called it. It makes you run, run, run faster, jump higher, do all the things that you couldn't do. I mean, that's what we that's what we were sold. That's that's the branding that was told to us, and kids kids follow Nike. You know, everybody talks about the Nike Elite, Elite 11 camp and everything like that. Now the coaches are getting out there and telling players. And, you know, when you talk to some of the coaches over the years, we've lost, between football and basketball, we've lost between 30 to 35 uh, athletes that went because that didn't come here because <laughs> of the brand that we wore. That is, that's huge. That issue, I, did, I didn't even it think about that, about, you know, when players coming from high school want to be with a Nike brand and go to Michigan where Adidas is the brand that the school uses. Now that it switches back to Nike, how about those new, well, you know, when you think of college football teams or college teams in their different uniforms, mm-hmm. Oregon and how many uniforms they have <laughs> that mean now michigan was gonna you know maybe michigan is gonna no new, new not gonna not gonna happen my friend <laughs> you know it as well as i michigan fans michigan faithful love the way we look and they don't want anything to change that includes the helmet that includes the the the, the uh navy shirt and the yellow pants now there may be some tweaks here and there but we're going, as, as I told you in the past uh, cast that we've had, we're going back to black shoes, and we're going to wear black shoes. Adidas had us wearing yellow and blue shoes, if, if, if remember when I told you that. Uh-uh. We're going back to the standards. They're bringing back the uh, – Coach Harbaugh's bringing back the helmet decal. So that tells you we're going back old school. Well, I'm going to tell you something, though. I didn't like the – I mean, the color black shoes I liked. But the shoes, <laughs> it was like leather on platform, man. Hey, but when we played, and I, <laughs> yeah, we can ask Chris. We can also ask had leather helmets back then. When Chris comes, when Chris comes on, we can ask him the same thing. We were the testing dummies. They have perfected those shoes now. Now everybody wears those shoes because of our testing dumminess that we used to do. Because well, yes, I agree with you. I hated the Nike shoe when we played. <laughs> well, that's great about the clothes. But um, as we get closer to the start of the season, how about those key position battles? Have there been any updates on who has taken a hold of a position, or is it still up in the air of who will be starting and how the team is going to look this year? Still up in the air. I mean, you still you got you've got eight quarterbacks on, on the roster right now. You've got uh, you've got uh, four tight ends that are good. Uh, offensive linemen coming in from everywhere. You got you, you've got four running backs that you don't know much about. You know when we start to get in the camp, got, you know cream will start separating itself, and we'll find out who's who. Right now they're going through. I, I know they're doing seven on seven and doing different drills, and you know some guys can throw the ball well and some guys can catch, but can they do that when they're getting hit? That's when we find out, the, you know, you separate it from the men from the boys. Yeah, I, I do see that. You know what is being talked about is the recruits and how many guys have been signing on 
become, uh, you know, commitment. They set their commitment to come to Michigan at this early in the year before their senior year has even started. I got a lot of recruits that have said, I want to go to Michigan now. That's, that's something that's new. Things. It hasn't been around for a few years. So I'd love to see that happening again. Well, that's one of the things that, that – that's one of the reasons why you brought Jim Harbaugh back. I mean, he is a household name. He's a coach that's known – around the country, around around this country for football. He's a successful he's been successful in every stage of, of the game. So these kids are lining up and they're putting they're putting their chips behind Coach Harbaugh to, you know, take this take this program to the next level. Bring Michigan back. Well, I'm looking forward to it, are you? Oh yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm I you know hey, you know one thing. Jim Harbaugh's gonna run the ball. That's the one thing he's gonna do. <laughs> He's gonna set him up, and he's gonna find out who's the tough, who's the toughest guy. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna line up and see who who, who wants to get hit, who wants to get the nose bloody. Oh, that is great to see that he's coming back, and that's gonna take us into our next segment, which is our memory lane segment. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. What's going on, America? This is your Gridiron GQ, Brandon Williams former Wisconsin receiver. If you like college football and you like style, check out my podcast, Gridiron GQ, on iTunes and subscribe to stay up to date on what's really going on inside the huddle this season. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. Now, in this in this segment, we, as we talk about some of the games, we're going to bring in our special guest, a teammate of mine who came in with me at Michigan in 1986 where we were the number one recruiting class in the nation, Chris Callaway. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. I didn't know that we were the number one recruiting class. You don't remember that? Yes, we were the number one recruiting class. And uh, well, we, we had, what, Tony Bowles and, and – um, uh, we, had, we had the well, number well, one player in Michigan, which was Tony Bowles. Uh, no, actually it was Alan Jefferson. Uh, yeah. And we had Alan Jefferson, had Tony Bowles. Then we had uh, Leroy Horde, who was in from Louisiana. Then we had Greg uh, uh, McMurtry, who was like, you know, McMurtry, who they brought back the number one jersey. So he, you know, who had just signed, oh, well, just been drafted by the Boston Red Sox in the first round. Wow. And is, it, is, it, is it age? Is that what it is? You don't remember these things? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this uh, this whole conversation and this whole memory lane, uh, you know, with, with the fact that you know my memory is not that great as I get older and 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 as, and, and, and as I have taken a lot of hits to the head. So bear with me, and I do apologize if I don't remember. Yeah, I can, I can I can do it. But let's see if we can prick your memory a little bit and talk about what. Was your most memorable game? Or actually, before that, tell us what you've been up to before you tell us what your most memorable game at, as a Wolverine. Well, I, uh, since retiring, I, I, I lived in Atlanta uh, for about you know 13 years, and I was doing some investment investment uh, opportunities there, and uh, and and I got engaged and moved to Houston uh, about four years ago, and. And I've uh, been living here ever since. And uh, 
you know, been trying to get, you know, get involved in the uh, in the uh, NFL and or college uh, arenas in, in, in sports and uh, in the mentorship uh, capacity. And so that's what I've been up to lately. And, and um, you know, moving forward, hopefully uh, things will work out. Well, that's good. You, 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 what you did leave out is that you were a teammate of mine in, in New York. We played but three, two or three years together in New York. Yeah, at the, another big blue type of uh, situation. Yeah. yeah, in New York. Yeah, yeah actually, we, uh, it was what it was. Not only you, uh, myself, Bobby Abrams, uh, mm-hmm. Jumbo Elliott, and I think yep. was there one other Michigan guy there at the time. What about Ty Wheatley? Anything about Ty Wheatley? Were you guys there with Ty Wheatley? Ty Wheatley came uh, after I left. I don't know if, if Calway, if you were still there when he was there. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I played uh, one year with Tyrone. Yeah, it but they, there, they, were, know, they so, were very instrumental in, in, in recruiting Michigan players, and you know, I guess uh, they they knew that the, their hard work, you know, paid off and. They just had, you know, a, a nice pipeline of Michigan players coming to play with the, uh, you know, with the Giants. What's your, what was your most memorable game at Michigan? At Michigan? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I, I don't know. I would have to say uh, the Rose Bowl my junior year, which had been uh, 19, what, 85? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> We didn't get there to 86. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It was in 19. My junior year was maybe 88. That's what I meant. When we, we won against uh, USC. Did we, we win or lose? We won. We won the game. Uh, that's when uh, Leroy Hort, you know, he had a ton of yards that game. And uh, and I scored a, a touchdown in that in that game against uh, Mark Carrier. And every time I see him, uh you know, at other functions, I let them know, and and, and it was a it, it was a uh, it was a goal. It was down in the red zone, and I ran a slant pattern. And the first first uh, possession, and I remember Cam, you know, Cam uh, Cameron, who's our receivers coach. You know, he had been working on me uh, on that route and 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 saying how how uh, important it was to you know get inside the defender and everything. And so I ran the route. And they called a pass interference on um, on the defender. So, as you know, Cam Cameron, he, he's a he, he's an innovative innovative type of um, offensive coordinator, and he always comes back with the same play. You know, if if it, if it works or if they can't stop it, he'll come right back to it. So we ran the same play again, and I did a different type of move where I spent around and got inside the defender and uh, caught the touchdown. And, uh, you know, that was still one of my favorite, uh, you know, college moments. Anytime you score a touchdown in the Rose Bowl in that situation to win a game, uh, it, it, was, it stood out. That, that was a, a memorable game for me, too. I, I remember that because uh, when we went out there and played in USC, and USC had never had a – their defense was really – Talked about that nobody had ever rushed for 100 yards on them, and nobody. But well, then they had Junior Seau. Junior Seau was on that team. Yep, and yeah. uh, uh, Leroy had 140 some yards, had like one or two touchdowns, and um, we. Colasar had a big game. Oh yeah, it was a it was a big game. We went out there. I think their quarterback was Rodney P. Yeah. 
Rodney yeah, Pete, Rodney. and they had uh, Aaron Emanuel. Was it Aaron Emanuel, the running back, or something? But it was that was a nice game. I, what I remember most about that is when we came back, is how we when we flew back, they had the bus drive right into the indoor uh, practice field. And that uh, it was a parade. Our, you know, many people in there waiting for us. And we had uh, when we got back to the airport, there was a police escort all the way back to Ann Arbor and everything else. I remember oh, that. Well, and why I remember nice. that is because the next year we went back out there, and that was right. both. And that's my Bowles one of my most year. memorable games. That was last year. Bo's last game. Right. And we last lost. Game. <laughs> and we lost. Correct. And we lost. And when we when we lost that one, we came back. We came back on two separate planes, and <laughs> nobody nowhere. And it, the game itself, I remember when uh, there was a they got they called a play. A they called holding on JJ Grant, I believe. JJ Grant. Yeah. JJ Grant. It called holding on it, and that because it was a fake punt, we picked up the first down. But it was from that play, they called holding and brought it back. We ended up having the punt, and I think they they ended up scoring or driving and holding ball. And that, that's why. But well, why did we come back in two separate planes, though? I don't know. You know, when we when we won, <laughs> we came back on one big plane and a big parade. When we lost, we came back on two separate planes. The coaches didn't even fly back with us. I I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. But that was one. The other memorable game was to me was uh, uh, when we played Alabama in the Hall of Fame Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was another good one. That was a really one. good game. Yeah. We, it was a back, back and forth. And, Jamie, I think you were rushed for like 200 yards or something. Yeah, you know, I had a good game. Yeah. And John Colasar had a had good a game. Had a real good game. Good. Yeah, John, John Colasar had a good day. Chris Calloway, wait a minute. Chris Calloway had a great catch in that game. Yeah, I, yeah, I came through. You know, I, I didn't have, my college career. I tell you, it was. I always tell kids this. I mean, you you really got to. You may I, I may not have have had a you know a star studded type of college career or what have you, but you know I I just I came and worked hard and and and, and ended up making it to the NFL and, and lasting 11 years. And it, my, you know, my college career wasn't all that, you know, stellar and star-studded like these kids, are, you know, these kids today. You know, they they come in and freshman, sophomore, junior year, they, they plan, you know, all the time. And, you know, one thing about you, Chris, is, you know, back then, and we're talking about from 86 to 90, Michigan yeah. was known as a running team, not a passing right. team. So, right. yeah. you, you, I mean, if you had if you had forty catches in a season, that was a lot. Yeah, exactly. that would be a lot. If you, you had forty, ca- hey, wait a minute. If you had four, if you had forty catches, we got to talk to that quarterback. We throwing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously, yeah. we used to run the ball all of the time. I mean. Everybody did, I think. Everybody, everybody did. Yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody knew that. Like everybody, everybody ran the ball. They, like, I, I only, I took um, about four or five recruiting trips, and 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 they were all to running school, with the exception of one, maybe at U of I, but you know Nebraska, and 
Purdue, Wisconsin. I mean, everybody ran the ball back in the day. And they had so many running backs to do it, so why and not? So how did you An get, offensive lineman. How did you get drafted? How do you think? What do you think it was that, that you got drafted from a school well, like Michigan was, that was known for running the ball and you're a receiver? I think I did the, intang- the little things, the intangibles that, that, that I had to do. Uh, you know, I ran good routes because I had to because I wasn't that fast. So I had to run precise routes. And when I ran those routes and the quarterback threw the ball, I made sure that I caught the ball, caught everything. And when, so when I went to the combines, you know, I had a, you know, I had a good showing there. And, and that's what I think uh, got me drafted in the fourth round to the Steelers. Just, 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 just those little intangible things that I had to do to make up for my, uh, my short, you know, my shortcomings with the lack of speed and, and, um, and things of that nature. I think that made you tough, too, in the pros because, you know, when we played together, uh, again, went to another team that we didn't pass the ball that much. But, like you said, you lasted 11 years of doing the intangibles, right? And I think that Yeah, blocking, 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 uh, catching, and running routes. I mean, you know, I – yeah, I was was blessed in that that area that I I was able to last that long just – and for a guy my size, you know, these guys now are over six feet and they can run and everything, you know. And so, but I had another memory, too. Uh, it wasn't so such a good memory of uh, Michigan when I was uh, in Michigan. It was my freshman year. And, I, and I'm sure Jamie was on the team. And, uh, you know, you, it was, uh, it was. I think we were practicing for a uh, Hawaii. Was that a bowl game? That Hawaii yeah, game. Yeah, no. Was it was a, just. A, it was. A, it was the first time Michigan and Ohio State weren't the last game. But uh-huh. yes, we went to Hawaii. It was just a, a, a regular season game with a Hawaii. Chris, go ahead. Uh, okay. Yeah. And so, you know, I was supposed to, you know, be on time for that practice. And you know, I guess we were coming, coming home from uh, either Thanksgiving or Christmas holidays. And uh, I, I, I was under, under the assumption that uh, one of my ex, another one of my teammates was going was going to pick me up, who also lived in Chicago, uh, McIntyre. And <laughs> I guess there was a uh, miscommunication between he and I. And, uh, I thought he was going to pick me up. He, he, he didn't pick me up. I was just waiting and waiting, waiting. Pretty soon, I was like, oh. He has to, he's not here. I couldn't get in touch with him at all, and so my mother had to get on the road and drive me one quarter of the way to Michigan because, you know, it's a four-hour four drive from Chicago, four-and-a-half-hour drive from Chicago to Ann Arbor, and she didn't want to do that, you know. But uh, so she drove me a quarter of the way, and then we seen somebody on the road. Oh, wow. A stranger. A stranger. And we we flagged him down and asked him if he was going to Ann Arbor. Or Wait, well, why would you think that he was going to Ann Arbor? Well, <laughs> because he had Michigan a license plate. plate, a Michigan Michigan license plate. <laughs> so Michigan license. He flagged him down, put me in the car with him, and by the grace of God, I made it. I made it to Ann Arbor without any kidnap or any drama happening oh. there. And and. and uh, <laughs> But the thing is, I was I was late, you know, late to practice. He dropped me off at the South Quad dorm. I, I got my whatever I had to get. I ran down State Street, 
and showed up to practice late. And, you know, Bo, Bo wasn't having that. And told me on the spot that, you know, that I wasn't going to be able to go to Hawaii on that trip. So, and I was looking forward to that Hawaii trip, you know. Oh, man. I went, uh, she, so I, you missed it. <laughs> she, put me, she put me in the car with a stranger, and I, but I ended up still being late for practice. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy, though. Yeah. Well, How was that trip out there anyway? Oh, that was Jamie? It was nice. It was a great time. Great it was. Time. I, I, I went. To you. you know what? Uh, uh, Leroy and myself were the only two freshmen that went. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And that's the only reason why that, we Chris? went, too, is because... You was um, on time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, because Gerald, remember, Gerald got hurt in the yeah, game. Yeah, he hurt his knee in the Ohio State game. Got hurt in the Ohio State game. And so they did not want to go just one fullback, which was Robert Perriman. And so they had to. Bo told me. He's like, I don't want to take any freshmen, but I have to take you guys. So we ended up going. Uh, so he was and I do remember three more breaking somebody's heart in life. <laughs> <laughs> Why you got, wait a minute. That ain't one of my memory moments. I'm not using that. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I remember. That's all. That's when you stop remembering stuff yeah, like I, that, I, it was okay. Yeah. But, well, my, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, well, my mem- memory moment, you made me think about it, Jared. <laughs> it had to be... Uh, Losing to uh, losing to Minnesota in oh. nineteen eighty six. Oh, we were undefeated going into that game, and uh, I remember the speech beforehand in the locker room, and Coach Schimbeckler uh, telling us he hoped we did enough for the for the practice this week because we didn't practice like we wanted to win the game, but he hoped we had enough to win that game, and we went out there and and sputtered and did everything and we even kicked the uh we we went for two to tie the game up and uh they got on that they had ricky foggy as the quarterback and he was the magician with the football they ran the wishbone lou holtz was their head coach and they ran the wishbone and they got downfield and their kicker came in and kicked the last second field goal to win that game and just the intensity that those 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 Minnesota Golden Gophers came over to get that jug. I never realized how important that jug was until that day. Oh boy! Yeah. The intensity that the fight that broke out. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> but to see that jug leave, because we're so used to having that jug, and that was my junior year, so I hadn't lost the brown jug in in uh, you know two seasons. So yeah. I, I, I'm like, that's just the brown jug. We're just gonna take it out, show it to people, and put it back. Yeah. You know, and yeah. them the intensity of them taking that jug, that just culminated with losing the undefeated season we had and losing that brown jug. Uh, uh, and I vowed to myself, within myself, that we were going to go get that jug back next year. Just with the same intensity uh, that uh, they did. So that's a memory that I remember about that season and that year was the Minnesota game. That was uh, that is the most memorable. That was that one hurt. I know it hurt me, and I was only a freshman, you know. But I I remember the look on on Harbaugh's face, Jim Harbaugh's face, walking off the field when they watching them take the the uh, the jug. 
And when we went and got into the locker room, it was like, oh, my gosh. Could not believe it. Could like somebody it. died. It, it felt like that. That's what it is. Right. Really you lost like. your best friend. Everybody, every the, the world was coming to an end. Well, those were some great memories. Um, and we would like to thank Chris Callaway for coming in and sharing his memories and sharing what he's been up to. Chris. Yes. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me. And anytime you want to uh, call me and, and reflect on the uh, past, I'll be more than willing to jump on and, and converse with everybody. And if you have several guests on at the time, that would be cool, too. Yeah, well, so, well, Chris, do you have a uh, Twitter account or uh, any way they can get in touch with you if they need to? Well, yeah, I do have a Twitter account, but the best know. way that they can get in touch with you? Uh, well, I, I'm old school with the Facebook. I'm on Facebook. Okay. Uh, uh, I guess you could just look up my name, Chris Calloway. Uh, my Twitter account. You don't have to have one. If you don't, we'll we'll get it to you later, and we'll we'll pass it out. But I, okay. I'm sure um, if we just go to Facebook, is it just Chris Callaway yeah. or Catch Eighty Eight or? Uh, it's uh, I see Chris Callaway, and that just come up. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only Chris Callaway, but you know I, I'm in the, I'm I'm well dressed in the picture, so I'm. Uh, <laughs> okay. You are all right, Cab Callaway. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Talk to you. All later. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Sammy. Chris Callaway. Tough, tough, tough right receiver. Played very well with us uh, at Michigan and on in the NFL. Which moves us to our next segment. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. Now, in this segment, like always, you can always send your questions so you can be a part of our podcast by just sending your questions, sending them to at Jared Bunch, that's J-A-R-R-O-D, or at Jamie Morris. J Morris 23. J Morris 23. At J Morris 23. Ask us your questions and you can be a part of the podcast. We'll actually read your question on air, answer it on air, and give you any insight that we may have. Moving on, brother, I feel good about today's podcast. How about yourself? I think it was a great podcast. It's great to hear what Chris is doing. It was great to hear Chris. You know, we we should have thrown in. I know it sounds funny, but Chris is right. When you come in here, when we played, we were it was it was all about the run. And Bo used to used to tweet, tease the wide receivers. They were just wide blockers. That's it. So, I mean, that brought memories up to my mind hearing him say. My wide blockers have got to get their blocks. So, I mean, yeah, that's a great – I mean, those are great – that's a great segment. I thought it was great. Do you think that uh, Harbaugh is going to do some of that wide blocking thing or – Oh, cool. I see. He'll incorporate you know, all of them. have to. Right now you have to. Yeah, yeah I think he – yeah, he's going he's gonna to put it all together. He's going to say that he's a primary he – wants, he wants to build, build toughness. Well, how do you build toughness? You're going to have guys that are – got to run the ball. you got to line up, and you're going to blow them off the ball. I don't care if they got eight men on the line of scrimmage sometimes. He's going to want to run the ball on people. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. 
What's going on, America? This is your Gridiron GQ, Brandon Williams, former Wisconsin receiver. If you like college football and you like style, check out my podcast, Gridiron GQ, on iTunes and subscribe to stay up to date on what's really going on inside the huddle this season. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. You have been listening and inside the Michigan Huddle with Jared Bunch and Jamie Morris. Special thanks to our guest this week, Chris Calloway. And again, please find us on iTunes. Just search Michigan Huddlecast on iTunes. Once you find us, please subscribe to the podcast, and we'd really appreciate it if you could at least give us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us this month inside Michigan Huddle. We'll be back in August for yet another installment of Michigan Huddlecast, where we'll preview the 2015 season. See you next month. Go Wolverines. Go Blue. You're listening to Huddle Pass, the official voice of former college athletes. Get in the huddle at HuddlePass.com and HuddlePassNation.com. You can also subscribe for free to the Huddle Pass Weekly Game Plan and to your program's huddle. Get in the huddle.